I was late night doom scrolling on Twitter earlier this week when I came across a Twitter thread by Dr. Aisha Ahmad, who is an associate professor of political science at the University of Toronto. It was a thread that went viral. The first tweet in a sort of nine tweet thread read, the six month mark in any crisis is always difficult. We have adjusted to this new normal, but might now feel like we're running out of steam. Yet at best, we're only a third of the way through this marathon. How can we keep going? This explanation rung so true to me. I, like many people, have experienced that six-month wall. You know, they tend to happen after big transitions in your life or difficult periods of time. Like, for example, when I first moved away from home on a student exchange program, which is arguably, you know, fun and not dramatic at all, we were also told about the six-month wall, and it arrived like clockwork. The energy and excitement of a new thing, of a new challenge, it's gone. And you get tired, you get irritable, you want to go home, you want to run away. And you're like the kid who's had enough of the scary roller coaster ride and you want to get off, please. I had been planning an episode on understanding resilience for later in the season, but then the announcements started this week. The United Kingdom has reached a perilous turning point in its struggle to contain coronavirus, according to Boris Johnson. The virus has started to spread again in an exponential way. Infections are up. Hospital admissions are climbing. We risk many more deaths. I felt this flutter in my stomach, a nervousness, a tensing. Any stability or certainty for the future it's not just going to be around the corner, as I think many of us were quietly hoping it could be. If anything, that horizon just got pushed six more months into the future. So I sat down and I did something that I haven't done in a while. I closed my eyes and I meditated. And the motion of sitting and staying with my breath and letting my thoughts pass by without holding on to them or judging them it was hard, but it felt like the first time in a long time that I just accepted where I was, what was happening. And out of that bloomed a really heartfelt and genuine sense of gratitude. I wasn't, just for that moment, I wasn't, you know, thinking about a life and plans that were lost. I wasn't obsessively worrying about the future. And just, I found myself almost in tears of gratitude for the roof over my head, the health of my body, the love of my friends, my family. And it was a relief. It felt like taking a deep breath of cool, fresh air after months of holding my breath. It's all stories. It's stories that we've told ourselves about how life was and how we wanted life to be. But there's also a story here about where we are right now, how tough and resilient we have been in the face of this global pandemic. And that's what I wanted to explore today on this slightly different episode of Storyteller. More than a story of the pandemic, more than a story of psychology, more than a story of poetry or politics, I just wanted to take a breath, to take a moment to look at the story that we tell ourselves, that we're telling ourselves in this moment about what's happening and how we can maybe use these internal thoughts to make this road ahead more bearable. 
so I got in touch with Martin Batchelor. Martin was a Buddhist nun in Korea for 10 years. She's written multiple books on meditation and mindfulness and uh, teaches. She lives in France, as you will hear, uh, with her husband, who also writes books and teaches around secular approaches to mindfulness and meditation. Uh, since she didn't have the best internet connection, I sent her a few questions about how we can cope, specifically in this moment, this moment of transition where we are sort of a bit world-weary and hardy from our first brush, our first long period of dealing with the new normal, um, and also knowing that we are going into a longer period of dealing with something again. She generously recorded her answers and sent them back to me, which was just amazing. I asked her to tell me a bit about herself and how the pandemic has affected her life this year. Hello, Lisa. Uh, nice to join you. And I am Martine Batchelor. I uh, was a nun for 10 years, practicing meditation in a temple in Korea from 75 to 85. And since then, I have been practicing meditation, writing books, and teaching. And right now, I live in the southwest France, near Bordeaux, in the countryside. And right now, I'm actually teaching a retreat online because I was unable to travel to Switzerland. Because right now, I am in a region in France which is considered a red zone, where the amount of COVID-19 has really gone up. So we teach the retreat online. And in a way, when COVID-19 happened in March, and especially in France, we were confined very early on, I thought all my practice had been to come to such a moment, such a moment which was so different which really show us one of the great principles we study in Buddhism, in meditation, that of uncertainty, unreliability, impermanence, change. And personally, when the confinement happened, I thought different things. The first thing I thought was gratitude. Gratitude for the people who allowed us to continue to live. There was still electricity, there was still water, there was still food in the shop. And such a gratitude for all these people helping our lives. But also such gratitude for the medical people at the forefront of helping people who suffered. And I also thought, oh, this time of instability, uncertainty, would not it be a great opportunity to change, to do things differently? And I thought, could I have different type of relationship? Could I try to revisit all my relationship anew? Instead of fixing myself or the other person in the relationship, could it be totally fresh and anew? And the third thing that came to mind is no stress. 
We are confined. We are not going anywhere. Can I be less busy? I can be a busy bee. I don't need to. Let's take each thing at a time. I asked Martine what we could do about feeling out of control. And of course, it can be difficult in such a time because we might feel a lack of control. But it could be an opportunity to really engage what, what is going on now. And this is what mindfulness is about. How can I creatively engage with what is happening now? The outer circumstances, but also the inner circumstances. Do I have to be caught in my fixating habits? Or can I really, in a way, come to this, to each moment, with friendliness and flexibility. This is what it seems to me we need right now. Friendliness to ourselves, to others. Flexibility in this time of uncertainty. So what does it mean to be mindful, to be aware, to be present? It means to, in a way, rediscover ourselves. We can be lost in thought, or we can be obsessed by a story, or we can be caught in some difficulty. But we cannot reduce ourselves to this. We are this multi-perspectival being. We can be so creative. And in a way, the mindfulness is to help us to see what is possible now. And what I would suggest, what is the least I can do? Not what is the most I can do, but what is the least I can do in this situation? I really did feel this week a communal sense Uh, at least here in the UK, of this six-month wall, of this fatigue, the frustration. Martine had some really beautiful thoughts about this time-traveling that we do, where we crave going back to our pre-COVID lifestyle or obsess about a post-COVID future that just keeps getting pushed further away from us. Often when we are confronted by a strange situation, a drastic change. In a way, there is this hope that we can go back to before. And possibly this COVID-19 time is showing us that possibly it's not possible to come back to just like it was before. In the same way, we cannot come back to being five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old. But we can only deal creatively with what is happening now. Of course, we can worry about the future. Indeed, what is difficult here is that not everybody, I would say, is privileged in the same way. Some people are relatively financially stable. 
and they don't have to worry financially. Or some people feel really safe. Some people feel unsafe. Some people are not financially stable. So in a way, we are not equal in the worry and what we might have lost. But in a way, how can we support ourselves? How we can other people can help us? How can we help others? How can we contribute? You could nearly say to fearlessness. Being fearless doesn't mean one is not afraid, but it just means one is not overwhelmed by fear. So at such a time when one can be quite anxious, where can we find safety? Maybe we can find safety in ourselves. Maybe we can find safety in some activity. Maybe we can find safety with our friend or safety in helping others. What is it that could help us? Each of us is so different. It's hard to give a recipe for being in lockdown. Some people might enjoy being locked down. Some others might find it so difficult, but at the same time, we can be online, we can share with friends. What is still possible? At such a time, to me, is what is still possible? Because not everything is lost. Not everything is stopped. So in a way, what is possible? What is still possible? And in a way, what is still I can enjoy? There is this practice in Buddhism, which is called mudita, M-U-D-I-T-A, which you can translate as appreciative joy, altruistic joy. And through that, you can actually use certain sentences, like appreciating my efforts, appreciating your efforts, rejoicing in my understanding, rejoicing in your understanding, being grateful for this existence, being grateful for your existence, your potential my potential. And so in a way, this practice helps us to see what we still have, what we can still enjoy. To wrap up, I thought it was only appropriate to ask Martine if she considers herself a storyteller. I think as a teacher, as somebody who writes, as somebody who gives talk, I would say yes. I consider myself a storyteller. I consider myself a sharer of story. And when we tell a story about our life, then people can also see the stories in their life. I hope you're going to keep well in this difficult time. Remember, you can still 
enjoy, appreciate things. Remember, you can also find stability and balance, not all the time, but some of the time. Wishing you all well at all times. I'm so grateful to Martine for her wise and beautiful words. They gave me a lot of comfort, and I hope that they've brought you comfort too. We do have a challenge ahead of us, and I know a lot of us are tired, frustrated, and sad. Maybe, like me, you don't know when you'll get to hold your family in your arms again if you live far away. Maybe you're scared for vulnerable family and friends. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're balancing work and childcare. Maybe you're trying to teach or help your kids get through remote learning at home. But I wanted to finish with the words from um, Aisha, who, whose Twitter thread I started this episode with. She had this long thread. She described the six-month wall. She explained that it, you know, it's okay to be with a slump, to not worry about being sparkling happy or wildly creative, as she said. Um, that it is normal and uh, to be easy with ourselves. And then she ended with these beautiful words. Take heart. We have navigated a harrowing global disaster for six months with resourcefulness and courage. We have already found new ways to live, love, and be happy under these rough conditions. A miracle and marvel. This is the hard proof that we have what it takes to keep going. That's all from me this week. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Storyteller. Love and strength to you all. <laughs>